0: Welcome to the Servant Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. Well, welcome back. First, I want to apologize for missing last week but I was at the hospital with my beautiful wife, and she gave birth to our third child. We've got another healthy baby boy who is nine pounds and 21 and three-quarter inches long, so he was quite a big boy. And everything went well. I want to praise God for that. We've been blessed with three very healthy children, and you know, so many things can go wrong with the body. And so far, we've been incredibly blessed to not have to have any real struggles in regards to health. Both my wife and I and our kids have lived without the burden of sickness, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank God for that. And I also want to apologize uh, if my episodes are a bit more brief than usual for a while uh, because I'm not really hitting my routine very well lately, especially with the addition to the family, but we will get settled in soon enough. But for today, I wanted to turn to Psalm 23, specifically just the first verse, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I just want to stop there because I was reading one morning this week and that hit me pretty hard. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have so many wants. <laughs> I am driven by my want. So much of what I do is to satisfy my wants. And it seems so simple that God would tell us not to want. It, it almost comes across a little ridiculous at first. Like, sure, God, you know, I don't have any wants now. And why would the Bible make that kind of claim anyway? Isn't it true though that Most of our misery comes from our inability to satisfy our wants. Haven't we all experienced this intense frustration of trying to get somewhere or do something in life that we just can't accomplish in the situation we're in at the moment? And how much misery have we caused ourselves trying to fight against the boundaries in our life to get just a little bit more of what we want, a little more fun, a little more time, a little more money, a little more power, a little more influence, a little more pleasure. It's so easy to spend the present ever longing for the next better moment, and the result is just a perpetually unsatisfying now. And David told us the secret to having everything we want. Stop wanting. (laughs) And I I say that a little tongue-in-cheek. But isn't our want a desire? a set of emotions that are within our control. It's funny how we almost never notice that. We teach our kids to control their anger, their sarcasm, their volume, their pride. But how easy it is, right, to let all the unhealthy, self-serving ones to just slip through the cracks. And honestly, it can be hard to even see sometimes. We have all kinds of pretty words that can disguise it ambition, work ethic, focus, drive, goals, dreams. And I'm not saying those are bad things. Those can all be good things. But it's also quite easy for our sinful want to masquerade as any one of those. And we could all probably use a heart check on that from time to time. But we are responsible for what we want. It's more common, I think, for us to consider ourselves victims of our wants rather than rulers of them. And our wants serve a purpose for our sinful hearts, don't they? They justify our our sin in our mind because we have to be tempted by something to justify doing it, right? Nobody wants to say, I just sin to sin. (laughs) We always have to have an epic battle framed in our minds of how sinful want comes swooping out of the sky like a dragon and we held off as long as we could. But in the end, we succumb to the powerful beast of temptation When in reality, oftentimes we just took our eyes off of the shepherd and decided that what we had in God just wasn't enough. You know, we want what we love. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep their heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. David could say, I shall not want, because his heart was in the hands of God. And I don't want to just cast out some useless cliché. Today, that will make us feel worse about ourselves. But there is such a profound yet simple godly wisdom in this verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If we are looking for rest, for peace, some sanity in this world that is so self-centric, let's set our eyes back on God and just stop wanting what he hasn't given us. And I could meditate on that verse all week and it wouldn't be a waste of time. This line of thought puts me in mind of a verse that Paul wrote. Philippians one twenty one says, "For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." And I've I've heard that verse quoted all my life. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But that's not what it says. Pa- Paul said, "For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." Now Paul could say that, and he walked the walk, but he was referring specifically the life he was living. And and so that forces me and, and most of us to ask the question of ourselves, is for me to live as Christ or is for me to live just Kenneth? Maybe with a little Jesus sauce sprinkled on it here and there. I mean, I'm serious. I don't think I can say what Paul said, honestly. I can't say it because in my heart, there are many decisions that I make that definitely aren't based on I shall not want. And God help me for that. Because the best I have right now is, "Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief." I'm too caught up with all the stuff of life. Got to get the house right. Got to get the cars right. Got to get the job right. Got to get my looks right. Got to get the sex life right. Got to get my reputation right. And wherever Christ fits in around all of that is just fine. It's it's no wonder we struggle so much as Christians to find peace and joy we want. We want more. And when we run out of ideas for things to want, we browse the internet or commercials so we can find more things to want. How long after we get the next new something does it take until we start thinking, well, the next time I get this, I'm going to do such and such differently to make sure I get what I really want. (laughs) We will never have what we want until we want God. It's not easy, but it's simple. Remember, we were created by him to enjoy him. Remember, we were made to be his children. Remember, we are in a fallen world that will only be justified by him. There there is nothing else to fill the hole in our heart that wants. Stop trying to stuff all the other junk in there. I promise it won't fit. The want of the human heart is a bottomless pit which it just happens to be a perfect fit for an infinite God. 1 Timothy 6, 6-8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. Amen. Thanks for listening, and until next time... May we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen.